0: Our guest today is Jonathan Simon. Jonathan is Director of Marketing and Professor of Digital Marketing at Telfer School of Management at the University of Ottawa. He teaches an undergrad and a master's level course. And before that, he also taught at Algonquin College for almost four years. So he's been teaching marketing for a while, since like 2014 but he hasn't always been a prof. He's worked in-house before, best known in Ottawa for his expertise in mobile marketing and the gaming industry. He was director of marketing at Magmic, a leading publisher of mobile games, working with global brands like Hasbro and Mattel. He's an extremely well-networked marketer. He's found more jobs for marketing students in Canada than any other prof in history ever. And that's like that's a fact, I have
1: that for sure.
0: Professor, it's, one, it's a wonderful honor to, to have you on the show, man. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. I love that intro. I don't know how accurate it is, but it uh, <laughs> sounds really good.
2: RIP LinkedIn inbox right now. I can yeah. just see it. We well network. Let's get a job, guys.
1: You want a job, send me a message, and I'll forward it over to Phil and Jonathan, who will get you the job. <laughs>
2: That's how it works. Yeah, we're not hiring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Why don't we uh why don't we start there? You know, you're you're playing this dual role in uh at the University of Ottawa right now. You're you're playing director of marketing communications for Telfer, but you're also teaching to undergrads and in So, uh tell us about like the dual role and how how you're kind of handling being an in-house marketer for a university but also like teaching the craft.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I like you said in the intro. I spent many years Uh, working in private sector and and learning digital marketing, like all digital marketers do by experimenting and Googling things and just figuring it out. And I guess as I I started to get older, um, I I reached this point where I wanted to give back and I wanted to like mentor. So, you know, I started teaching at Algonquin, like guest speaking, and then it opened up to a part-time thing. And then, and then from there, you know, I just, I loved just mentoring students and, and helping them find jobs where, you know, us, us old people, I guess uh, I'm a a bit older than you guys, you know, had to go out and we really didn't know, like these jobs didn't exist. Like mobile marketing didn't exist when I graduated university. And if somebody would have told me that's what I would be doing, I would have said, you're, you're crazy. Like I'm, I'm staring at this, this phone that doesn't even connect to the internet. You're going to tell me I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to do this. So, you know, I tell my students, there's people in this class, they're going to be marketing driverless cars. They're going to be um, sending people out in space and putting ads on the back as, you know, their seats as they're flying to Mars, maybe. I don't know what crazy things might be happening in the next 10 years. So how do we, how do we even teach that? So I think, you know, going to the University of Ottawa, my alma mater, I did my MBA at Telfer. I, I was familiar with it, an opportunity opened up. I really just wanted to teach and give back. And then you know the opportunity to become the director of marketing communications, I saw how I could take my skills and help, you know, help on a broader scale and help the university and help the business school, um, you know, reach reach our desired audiences. So, you know, that's that's what I do. <laughs>
2: You know, you hit upon something that I, I really like, like marketers, anything that has surface area, marketers will figure out how to put an advertising on it. <laughs> and and I know you come from, from the mobile background. Like how is, as a teacher, do you prepare students for just like, you know, you have no idea what's going to happen next, but you know, you're preparing the next generation. What's in your, your toolkit for that?
1: Yeah. So I, I, I talk about adaptability. I say, if you want to be a good marketer today, or even just good in any job, you need to be adaptable because more and more jobs are connected to technology and digital marketers, no difference. Like the reason why we're we're digital marketers because we love technology, we have to use it every single day. And as the speed of technology increases, you have to adapt to that. Um, And the, the second, I think skill or innate quality you need to have is this, this idea of, of winning or competition and, and you know, not so much a numbers person. I, I'm not a math person, but you want to count numbers. You want to see if you can win. You want to look at data and interpret. Mm-hmm. Are you going in the right direction or not? And then the last thing is just consistency. So it's all about content. None of us knew or even know on a daily basis when we try something, an experiment that we do, if it's going to work or not we learn from it, then we move on. And so that's also this this wanting to be lifelong learners. I mm-hmm. wasn't the best student in school. So it is ironic now that I'm teaching. <laughs> um, I find that incredibly ironic that I go back. I I, I wasn't a student that paid attention in class. And I, I, I was just, I didn't get it. And I think my teaching style is more practical. It's mm-hmm. the way I wish my teachers would have taught me. And so, you know, whether that works or not for For the students I teach, that's the way I teach, and I hope that I, I can get them to understand that I'm giving you basic concepts, and the answers will be dependent on what business you're working for, what audience you're talking to, what technology you have at your fingertips, what budget you're given, and then it's just repeat, did that work or not, keep going until someday somebody calls you a digital marketer.
2: Yeah. And I think that's one of the you're hitting on one of the perceptions that like I'm not trained in marketing from like an education standpoint. I started with history and religion and moved on to technical writing and then accidentally ended up in marketing because I like to track stuff. You know, that performance aspect of marketing is really interesting. There's a perception out there that a lot of the marketing courses are very high level and conceptual. It sounds like you're you're grounding people into the pragmatics. How how does the students in your classrooms, you know, get that hands on experience?
1: well jonathan i i just want to touch on first of all we share the same name we also mm-hmm. share a, a degree in history because that's oh, nice. what i got yeah that's what i got at the university of florida i had a business minor just because i'd done and failed out of so many business courses i think they just wanted to <laughs> give it to me um you know so uh I didn't really think like I was going to go into business. I mean, I was, I was supposed to be a lawyer. I was supposed to like get a history degree, maybe think about law school and, and kind of go that route. And, um, you know, I fell in love with like the internet and, and honestly, I I was trying to produce music. And so I, I, I found the digital marketing to for myself to to try to put myself out there. And so, Mm. you know, it's about, um, Having a project, right, and having something that you can invent or create, whether it's an Instagram account or 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 something, um, that keeps uh, keeps you organized and pushing forward. In terms of the the question about the business courses that are are more, um, I guess theoretical, mm-hmm. I would argue that there is still a place today to understand the basics of marketing to understand basic concepts of marketing and promotion and channel management and just to get a a sense as well how that fits into finance and hr and other things because as you grow in your career you 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 rarely have to not deal with finance and budgets or or hr and hiring and things like that and so you can't if you really want to progress in your career today you kind of need an overall global view of how how what you do drives the bottom line of the business in mm-hmm. order to be good so i think there's still a role to be played to have the basic you know whatever it is two years that everybody must get in business mm-hmm. school about hr and and let's be honest guys most people go to school they have no idea what they want to do yeah even today i laugh and say I don't know what I could be doing in five years from now. I didn't (laughs) think I was doing this. Yeah. So who who are we to tell, you know, as parents of kids or or to say like, you know, you must have your life figured out at 17. That's that sounds insane to me. Um, So, you know, I think you need to experiment. You need to figure it out in school what it is you do better or not. So I think there is a place for, you know, the basic classes and the basic concepts.
2: Yeah, and somebody mm-hmm. didn't have that background. I reverse engineered it, and it was at times a, a bit of a struggle. You know, your four Ps, your finance aspects of marketing, your channel management—just, yeah, it, it can be a real challenge on the job training as well for for folks. So I I really appreciate that answer.
0: I I did the I did my degree in 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 business, and I specialized in marketing. I did that at Ottawa U. So I have like a, a sense of you know the it's called like the BCom in in Canada like business degree, right? Like if. If you were to have ownership of like designing that kind of like curriculum at the University of Ottawa, let's say that like um, you got purview of like redesigning that whole curriculum, how would you design the kind of like bachelor's of commerce degree for like new age uh, marketing?
1: First of all, they would never give me that job, but I would love (laughs) to do it. I would love to do it. Um, I think that there should be a a four-year digital marketing degree. But I would also argue today, you know, I teach digital marketing, but I tell my students, I say, is it really digital marketing anymore? Or is it just marketing? Mm -hmm. Isn't digital in every aspect of marketing? So can we just cut out digital and just call it marketing of the way, you know, it's evolved? So everything is digital. So, you know, in the same way that HR and finance, there's fintech now and H, you know, there should be a level of technology that goes into every aspects of of the business school. I know that there are schools like Algonquin, you know, in town here and and elsewhere um, that are building a four-year digital marketing uh, degree. Uh, This is underway. Um, There are schools across the country, universities in the States and elsewhere that are, this already exists. Um, So I think students it's driven by the market and that's who the employers are hiring. And if the employers are going to hire the people that are coming out of these four-year degree pro- programs, then then there's going to be a case. I think the, the biggest issue is not redesigning a BCom from scratch. It's who are we going to get to teach it for four years, right? Mm. Who, who are we going to... Phil teaches, I teach. There's a limited amount of skilled people in town that that... Want this as a side gig. Why? Because it doesn't pay that much compared to most of the full-time jobs. Like in all honesty, you know, when I was teaching early at, at Algonquin, it was for peanuts on the dollar. And I did it for experience and to give back. And yeah, you know, I, I got a little change out of it. Um, but it wasn't for the money. Nobody teaches for the money yet. So if the if if it becomes a thing where you are being rewarded monetarily. Uh, The same way that other other jobs that you're in and you get the same enjoyment out of it, then yeah we're going to get the teachers in there and we're going to turn these degrees around and have these four year degrees.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a tough balance, right? Like you want, you want the teachers that are teaching this digital marketing stuff to be very close to like the, the actual, like being in the weeds and like being a practitioner, but like, like at what point are you like too far removed from like being in-house and like working on stuff? Like you, you've been teaching for four and a half ish years now? Like, do you feel that like you're super far removed from like the real world? How do you keep in touch with like all the changing demands? And like, you know, we're talking about like conversion rate optimization uh, before we recorded, like that wasn't even a thing or like a keyword, like four or five years ago. Like how do you adapt and keep up yeah. to all that, the
1: change? Yeah. So it honestly, it was my biggest fear of quitting a private sector job. I honestly, you know, when I was looking for my next gig, I was looking at private sector companies like I was sniffing around all the startups in town and and you guys knew this. And I was going around looking. (laughs) Um, And then when an opportunity came and and the decision was, do I do I jump to to what's more of a government type role? Because in universities in Canada are funded by government. Um, the pace is going to be slowed way down and and will I be able to get the the instant gratification of of making a change like I did in private sector. And then also like how I would how can I be a great what 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 I thought made me a great professor of digital marketing was that I was doing it all the time. And so I think the perfect opportunity happened at Telfer. Where I am in it, and I'm getting the full support right now from the highest levels of of the university to to enable my team. Let's face it, it's not me; it's my team. I put together what I think is one of the best digital marketing teams in the city. Let it go, you know, private sector. I put my people up against anybody. Um, We've got some of the best tools, and we're and we're doing it on on a scale that you know we haven't done. For a while, you know, ha- maybe never been done at the University of Ottawa. So we're trying our best, and there's a lot of change, not just at the business school, but other departments at University of Ottawa to to put digital marketing tools in to to, to upgrade things that haven't been done in a while. So I think I'm lucky that I have the perfect mix right now, but it is a constant fear that I have that I'm going to walk into a classroom and say, "Hey guys, like I don't know what Snapchat, you know, like what's TikTok." Like what? What's going on here? And, and they become outdated.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's tricky for sure. Uh, John, were you gonna say something? You were muted. Yeah, I was muted. Classic. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna jump in and say like what you're facing as a professor is something that you face in industry, anyways. Like I've had a nonstop career in industry for for ten ish years, and just depending on my role, like I did a mar- uh, marketing operations consultant gig and then next thing you know you're like oh god i don't know anything about conversion rate optimization it feels like don't you know convert flow i'm like no not yet and but you 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 touched on a skill earlier that i think is really important just putting myself in the shoes of our listeners like adaptability will get you through all the new technology like you might not be up on tiktok or whatever's coming next but if you're you know adaptable if you're willing to persist you're going to be okay you got to get a little bit of real world experience to it but a lot of the skill sets that you attain at the beginning of your career become very transferable later on that's my argument at least
1: yeah a hundred percent uh you know i think it's that hustle mentality adaptability you kind of have to have this entrepreneurial spirit when you go in i think you know every every job right now they they give you the baseline of what they want you to do on day one day two Mm -hmm. after a month and then you either do more than that (laughs) and try to progress during the ranks, or you just wait for somebody to tell you what to do. And usually those people uh, either get fired or or get passed over uh, mm-hmm. in, in their job. So it's this constant learning and adaptability. And because, like I said, technology is so tied to digital marketing, it is moving at such a, a high pace. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get left behind. And I look at these these students that are graduating in two months from now, and I'm thinking they could have my job. Like my, my, my motivation and fear is I'm, I might make these guys too good. And they're coming there, they're coming after us. Like we are, and, and I'm proud of that, but I know they're the next generation and I need to be on my toes and step my Mm -hmm. game up or or I'm going to be out of a job and these guys are going to be running things.
0: So walk us through like exactly what, like how, first of all, like I'm super curious to like when the university gave you kind of this mandate of you're going to be the first person to teach a digital marketing class in the curriculum of the business degree. How did you go about like figuring out what you were going to teach in terms of like content and kind of like walk us through what that looks like today, kind of like three years into, into that role, like has it changed a lot in those three years? i uh, super curious of that. Yeah.
1: So, so first of all, this class of existed before i showed up apparently it was it was created you know 10 years ago or something before i did by by a prof that was there it was called digital marketing technologies and the idea was to teach about tools mainly and technologies that were emerging that were going to help digital marketers and so it was always taught at the school Um, so when i took over the course I was allowed as a as a part-time prof, uh, uniquely to kind of help redesign the course and make it my own. So two things helped me to get there. Was one, I'd been teaching a similar course at Algonquin College in in town for the better part of three and a half years or four years before that. So I I I'd earned my chops, so to speak. Of course, it's a different audience and a different kind of mandate, but. know this the concepts of what seo is and you know email automation and things like that don't didn't really change over over the course of the four or five years i was teaching so i had that baseline the other thing was that you know the 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 impetus to get me in was also coming from the career center at telfer saying that you know we're graduating marketing students but we're having trouble placing them in jobs because they don't have the skills that employers want and so we need a little help, kind of redefining this course. And I got a lot of support from the career center, saying, "Hey, you know, if you want, we can help bring guest lecturers in. We can make it more practical." And and I, I was all about that. Now, you know, I have my network, and many of the same people that the career center knew, I I knew as well. But um, you know, they helped me and introduced me to other people I didn't know. and, and so we kind of built it. Together that first semester. I think over the over the years, I change up my material slightly at least um, every semester. Like I'm not going to teach the exact same slides every single semester. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I put in a whole uh, lesson on AI in the last I'd say year and a half, um, which wasn't there on on year one. Um, meant mainly because, you know, I talk about data analytics and I talk about the concept of algorithm, but then, you know, algorithms to me and trying to figure out algorithms and platforms and it kind of, it's a part of a strategy of all different types of aspects and trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. So I think it's changed and it will change every semester. I look at my slides and say, is this outdated? Am I still talking about the same stats? Am I still doing this? I think a lot of other profs don't, take that amount of time because honestly you're not paying extra to do that uh, for me i just i need my students to get out and my 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 success in the course is did these people find jobs afterwards could right. i could i get them in the roles they wanted and for the vast you know of course you with a class of 60 not everyone's going to get a job or is even interesting right um, but but if i can get five to ten every semester know the top students in in the roles around town toronto montreal wherever they want to go to me that's success
0: yeah i love that makes a ton of sense so this this kind of brings us to like the the heart of uh the the episode here what we really kind of wanted to to dive into i guess the the meat and potatoes of Kind of the debate we want to have here, maybe more of a discussion, right? But uh I think that like, you know, this is a question I get all the time from, from students that are, you know, just finishing high school and trying to figure out like, you know, do I still need a business degree, a university degree, or even like a college education to have a successful career in marketing? Like obviously this depends on like what you want to do in life and blah, blah, blah. But like, um, I kind of just want to like open it up there and and just get your take on like your your gut reaction. To that like being a teacher at the university of ottawa you always obviously have this academic background but like in terms of higher ed like and in, and in like recommending things to to future students like is is that degree still like as important as it was 10 years ago
1: all right so i may get in trouble but i'm sure this is the controversy you guys want <laughs> to come on here i think I, at the end of the day it depends it it depends if you are a 17 year old kid who's kind of knows what they want i say that loosely because what 17 year old kid actually knows what they want um uh, and and maybe you know you you you're on social media since you know you're born with it and so you say oh i want to do social media marketing or you know which is normal for most digital marketers they say oh social media because i've done that like i could do that for a company or i've written a blog post at age 16 or 17 so I think those those are the ideas like that, the concepts that people have of what marketers are. And then they say, well, they want to work, you know, a lot of people see cool ads on agencies do or, or or major brands and they say, oh, that that video, that's a cool concept. I want to do that. And so that's what sparks a 17 year old kid. So I think at the end of the day, I think it depends on the industry you want to work in how large of the enterprise it is these types of things we know companies like you know google and facebook and other places are are don't care as much about a a bachelor's degree Um, and when i was in school you know a bachelor's degree was essential to get a professional job and today you know some would argue that's either not important or the bachelor's degree is like a high school degree and you actually need a master's or some sort mm-hmm. of certificate afterwards or some sort of specialization to like separate yourselves from the rest i think when i'm hiring people i don't really pay that much attention to their degree that they have whether they have a history degree a architecture degree like i don't care i'm looking at the the what have you actually done what have mm-hmm. you achieved what mm-hmm. what is your portfolio Right. Mm -hmm. Like what, you know, and do you have creds, street creds to back it up? So I think at the end of the day, you know, if you want to go into consulting, you want to work for a Deloitte, you want to work in the government, you want to work, you know, if you want to hedge your bets and keep your options open, go to school, get a, get a degree. um, And I don't care what your grades are. I, I, like, I think you just need to pass. Okay. Don't tell your parents that, but just pass. (laughs) At the end of the day, when's the last time you guys anybody ever asked you what your gpa is oh man okay You're like i have an mba they don't even ask me from what school it just and i don't even li- i don't really list it because mm-hmm. for my line of work well in some cases it matters and some it doesn't so it doesn't matter what your grades are it doesn't matter if you barely passed financial accounting we all did no, no. nobody nobody passes statistics like come on like just get through the school and then get out there and like. EARN YOUR STRIPES AND LEARN. If the, the, THE KEENERS IN SCHOOL, though, WHO I WASN'T, THEY'RE THE ONES INVOLVED IN THE EXTRA STUFF, THE CLUBS, THE STARTING SOMETHING, STARTING A PROJECT, JUST GETTING TO LEARN ABOUT THEMSELVES. I ALSO AM A HUGE... UNIVERSITY DEGREE IS... IT'S NOT JUST ABOUT THE SCHOOL. IT'S ABOUT THE FRIENDSHIPS YOU MAKE, THE RELATIONSHIPS YOU BUILD. I'M A DIFFERENT PERSON uh, than I was that I I would move away from home three and a half hours away to University of Florida 42,000 students and just make friends from scratch and 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 you know learn how to interact with people that weren't outside of your bubble mm-hmm. and so I think that is more more and more the reason why you go to school is to interact with people you you never would have had in your circles. Because that's how the world works uh, now and and more so that we have to do it over a screen and we can't even like take somebody out to lunch or get to know them and things like that. So I think that's, it's it's incredibly important. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that's, it. I love that answer. Like it. You're right. It totally depends. As a hiring manager, like I've never cared once about somebody's GPA, but I might ask now just to see what happens. <laughs> I think that's such great advice, right? Like really taking a look and talking to people within the industry, understanding like what, what does it mean to be like the director of RevOps or what's a marketing operations manager day to day look like or like, and actually get a sense. Do you, will you like this stuff? Like what your job, you might hate your job, but you might not like digital marketing anymore. It can be extraordinarily challenging job for sure.
1: Yeah, I think people chase titles, right? People see so-and-so with this title, it's got a director in front of it and it's on LinkedIn or they know and they're like, you know, that person must be making X and they have this cool title. But, and then they they assume that that person got it because they went and got a degree or they 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 did something mm-hmm. um, that was related to, to learning education wise when it could be completely something completely different. And so, yeah, reach out to people. You know, you could you could reach out to ten strangers on LinkedIn and only one responds back. That's that's better than nothing. Yeah. Um. So, it, we've never been more accessible in the history of time to, <laughs> to 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 reach out to CEOs and directors and VPs. The worst thing that's going to happen is they're not going to answer you. There's no gatekeepers anymore. Yep. Um. You have Google at your fingertips, so figure it out. Yeah awesome.
0: Yeah, worst case you're just going to get ghosted, but I think our, our generation is is used to to getting ghosted, right?
1: Yeah. Persistence,
2: persistence. Yeah,
0: persistence and adaptability. Um I want to I want to touch on something that you you mentioned a few times uh in the interview today. So like we we talked about like helping some of your your students like land jobs right out of school. Yeah. Um we talked about like some of the certifications they can do or whatever, but something that you're really big on and and, and we are as well is having side hustles and Kind of like these side projects that you're like maybe helping friends out or you're launching your own website Mm -hmm. but like learning is only part of the equation right so like doing stuff and actually executing shows that like potential employers that you know you're putting stuff in practice Um, i'm super curious to hear from you if you can give us uh, examples of some of the best side projects or kind of like uh motivated students that you've seen kind of spearhead some of these side hustles
1: yeah, so I, like you guys said, I'm a huge proponent of of learning by doing. And so side projects and side hustles are are one of the best ways to do that. I would, if you could get paid to do these things, then do it. But even if you can't, you if think about it as investing in yourself and learning and learning out these things. So, you know, lots of some of the best things I think project wise is, is, is building a website or building a Shopify website. Mm -hmm. A site, right? Like just going through that process of building uh, these types of websites and understanding where things are placed and how you're going to market yourself or whatever product you make up is going to teach you a lot of things about design and about um, how to get people to to, to see you in a way. Um, Mm -hmm. Social media is free. Okay, great. So how are you using it to promote your brand or promote something? In in a way that's not, hey, look, I just ate this for lunch, right? Like something a little bit more elevated than that. We're actually measuring things to see if things worked or not. I think that is something that, you know, I think more and more employers they don't care what you did on social media, but if you can say I tested this and I was able to do uh, this is better. I think other things is to 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 work with agencies or companies, you know, for free to get access to tools. So I wish, you know, I could give all my students a free Facebook account and let them go crazy on ads. I wish that Facebook would, would offer fake money. Like we have fake stock market, uh, lab at Telfer where you could, you could learn how to be a stock trader without risking your own money. Mm-hmm. Why can't a platform like Facebook slash Instagram or whatever, put that out to the world for free, I guarantee you're going to have more paid marketers uh, mm-hmm. out there learning it. And I would implement it in my class because I think it's a great way. Yeah. I think some of the students uh, co-op programs uh, is huge at at where I'm at, where you can go limit, you know, work with businesses and and get the experience. I hire co-op students for eight years now. And some of them, you know, I taught a, a student, his first ever Facebook ad was with me, my budget at Magmic, you know and now he's running his own agency and 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 i'm his biggest client right he's he's he this he's running my ads right so um these are the this is how you learn um and and put it together so i think definitely a hundred percent like having side gigs and side hustles beg borrow and steal going into meeting people and saying look i'll do your dirty work i'll i'll, I'll you know, just so you can teach me a little bit about Marketo or HubSpot or whatever, mm-hmm. just teach me the ins and outs mm-hmm. is going to be the way students get ahead.
2: Very cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And and like in the developer world, they all have open source projects that they can all contribute into. Right? Like, hopefully something like that either exists and I'm not aware of it or, or mm-hmm. comes into existence where like we can, op- I was just thinking about this the other day, like, I work three days a week, I'd love to volunteer a little bit of my time towards some of these projects where I could be a bit more technical. I'm very much a leadership role right now. So I'm like, oh, man, what if I could like get in deep into the weeds on something that I haven't touched on? So very cool stuff. I love I love like just the idea of of hustle. I think anybody who shows those qualities of like you know, I'm going all out to get these things. Like, you just cut through all the noise of, of those resumes of people who were like, Yeah, I just graduated, you know, and I got a, a B B plus GPA versus like, yo, I brought like one of the most impressive candidates I ever looked at hiring was uh she she wrote uh made a website, brought it to number one in, in Halifax for like mobile phones and stuff like that, and then sold it off for like ten, ten thousand dollars. And I was like, She knows SEO, right? But she never had a
1: job before that, so Those are the people you want to hire. Yeah.
2: So you,
0: you mentioned uh, co-op students. I'm I'm a product of uh, the co-op program at Ottawa U, so huge, huge fan of it. I recommend it to a lot of folks. Uh, so you gave awesome advice to like those students themselves, like people that are kind of graduating soon or maybe have graduated recently. Uh, I'd love for you to give a bit of advice on, um, you know, folks that are a bit like in the middle of their careers, they're kind of wearing manager hats a little bit more. So pretend that like you're working for uh, a startup in Ottawa and uh, you're hiring one of these co-op students like uh, products of your program what are some tips that you have for these like early managers to like get these entry-level students kind of like ready to go and and kind of like a success in their role if you will
1: yeah so my advice is give them clear objectives that you want to hit don't be vague and say you want them to grow your social media account or get some leads in be very specific as to what you're trying to get these new grads to do, don't cheapen out, get them tools to actually do this. We aren't great digital marketers, none of us on this call, unless we have a tool if tools to do it. Um, If we don't have the tools and investment in us uh, to, to do it, we're not gonna be able to do our job. So invest in them, whether it's training on some of the tools, purchasing tools to get the job done. Students are naturally born with technology, this this age, they, they, they pick up things quick, but if you don't have access to that, that's going to be uh, incredibly, you know, going to give you huge roadblocks in, in that way. Um, so, I think, you know, giving clear objectives, you giving the tools is really what's going to set you apart as a, as a as a manager who's building a team from scratch. The other thing is that if you're hiring really awesome people. Right, and so you're you're not looking at the, just the the A plus student who you know was a good person in group projects, but like maybe the C plus B plus student who just has this awesome portfolio and who's doing really good stuff. Expect them to leave within 18 months to two years. Expect that they will outgrow whatever you give them, and that's okay, mm-hmm. and that you are going to be fine to find the next one afterwards, and that there's going to be a rotation and growth and make sure that, you know, when you hire these people, you say, look, I'm hiring you to train you. I I hope you're here forever, but I know you won't be because <laughs> I hired you because I hope one day you're me and you can't stay here unless you, if you want to, if I want you to be me, you can't stay here. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm fully aware. I have some of the best digital marketers on my team. And I told them like, I, if I can keep you guys around for. Another three years or five years, I will count myself lucky. But then I'm teaching the next generation, and I'm talking to these students, and I'm saying, "Guys, go out there, find a job. Two, three years, and I'll rotate you into my team." Like I see them, I'm seeing the talent pool because I'm I've got the bird's eye view here of looking at these, and I'm saying, "Guys, go out there, get your chops. When you when you want something else, like come see me, and I'll 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 rotate you in." Because um, part of what I think makes us the Awesome managers or teachers is seeing our students or former employees become directors or even higher level than we were. And that's, and that's really like why we're doing things, I think, in a way to to make sure that we can empower the next generation.
0: Awesome. Um, that's that's amazing advice. You uh, you give our listeners a ton of stuff to to think about. Um, I'm gonna close it on this a little bit. We we like to end our guest episodes on on kind of a happier note. Uh, I I know that like you know you're you've got a ton of hobbies, a ton of interests on the side. Uh, your students and people at the University of Ottawa know you as kind of the professor or the mobile marketing guy in Ottawa. But you know you're a father, you're a speaker. Um, folks don't really know that you're this avid soccer fan and you were a music producer uh, in Montreal before you went over into Ottawa Uh, so came in hot in Ottawa from Montreal writing beats under the name Minoza and I unearthed your antique MySpace page uh, which had a thousand followers pretty badass uh, for the MySpace days Um, but talk about like you know how how do you balance all of this stuff and uh, how do you stay happy in your career and your life
1: I think it's 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 hard. Like as a digital marketer, I'm just attached to technology. I'm constantly reading things. I'm 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 looking at blogs. I'm doing stuff. I think uh, with COVID, it's also incredibly you know I, I think exercise and mental health is incredibly important. And us as men specifically, we don't take enough time to recognize mental health and and things like that. I've been playing soccer since I was five. I'm more I'm competitive. Um, but this year with COVID is the first, it'll probably be a full year that I haven't played, um, compete, you know, just played with people in, in our field for, for a year in my entire life. And, and I think that, that changes your mental health, um, in a way, yes, I exercise, but it's not the same when you're, you're competing and it, you know, you just have that fire. So I think you know with with these times you got to pick up hobbies um, do what makes you happy i love being creative so music was also a, a very creative outlet and it's a, it's fine it's trying to find time for yourself as a as a father as well it's it's hard it's hard to spend you know you feel guilty you honestly feel guilty taking time away to to do what you love and and because we love digital marketing we see this as our love and it's mm-hmm. actually our job too and it's hard to step away from that and 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 say okay i'm not gonna think about digital marketing for one for 10 minutes or something even though it's constantly going on my head and because we love what we do i think i struggled you know late you know in my career of of where's the line between digital marketer and then father and 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 going home and, and and closing the computer and and it's it's a it's a major problem with all of us today where we We have our laptops open all the time Mm -hmm. we're always on a screen we're always talking and honestly there's nowhere to go so i think mental health is incredibly important uh if you want to check out my beats on minoza you can check it out but it's it's just you know it, it my journey of of just learning and trying to grow um just do what makes you happy
0: Awesome. Thanks a lot for your time, John. I know you're a super busy guy, uh, so thanks for taking the time, sharing what you're sharing with students, and I know you're making a huge impact, not not just in Ottawa, but like across the country, just helping folks find jobs, creating more digital marketers, savvy digital marketers. The world doesn't need more marketers. The world needs more really savvy, good marketers, so uh, thanks for providing us with uh, more of that, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch uh, you guys very soon.